No more rocket balls, please. You know what time the game starts? A lot of distractions, a lot of nonsense. The title is back in town! Welcome to Talking Title Town. Just a couple of casual Packer fans who act know what they're talking about and believe they could be the GM. Weekly recaps, debates, predictions, and more with Dan and Scud. Thanks for listening. Scud, somehow we are three and one. Survive and advance. That's the name of the game. It is. So what happened? You know, we had both predicted a 20-point margin of victory. Yeah, I think I said 31-30. You said 30 at or I said 31-10, you said 30-10. to 10. Yeah. What happened? Why was it uh, a, a much closer game than it should have been? Absolutely. We looked like we had our third-string quarterback playing in the first half. Um, couldn't do anything on offense, and defense kind of rolled over and let Bailey Zappi kind of do what he wanted. I, yeah, I mean, we're going to go over the defense, but I don't get why Barry's not trying to dictate what their offense can do with the third string quarterback he just felt way too passive in the game plan but uh, a win's a win in the nfl i mean yeah three and one it, yeah and it's a it's a belichick coach defense belichick right. coach team you know i think it was probably a miscalculation on our part to say that we were going to win by that much in the first place especially with you know even with brian hoyer it doesn't matter who the Patriots have at quarterback. It never really does. No, we're just a couple of Homer Packer fans thinking that we're going to go 17 0 win the Super Bowl. So, well, we are. Uh, yeah, that was that. Was of, course, that. of course, we're still going to win the Super Bowl, but. Yep. All right. But yeah, no, a Belichick team, they're not going to roll over. You're playing at Lambeau. People get fired up for that. So, you know, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into it more. But uh, obviously leading off like we do every week with the PFF top five, bottom five offensive defense players. Uh, top five offense was number one, Alan Lazard, 75.5. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Elton Jenkins. Number four, Aaron Jones. And number five, cracking the top five for the first time in his career, Christian Watson. That's awesome. I am very surprised about Elton Jenkins. I know PFF you know, has some good stuff and whatnot, but I what stood out to me, what I had kind of in my notes was Elton was kind of getting schooled on the outside against Matt Judon quite often. He must have been kicking ass in the run game because he uh, he allowed a sack in three other pressures and yeah. yet still was top five. So, yeah, I don't know really what was going on there. I have a little tidbit about uh, Elton and a potential what? shakeup later down the road, but okay. Can, Good for Watson too. I mean, he's obviously coming on slower than Dobbs, but it's I want to see him get you know more involved and get more confident going down the road. Yeah, I heard uh, Rogers say on the McAfee show today how he's just like I'm actually surprised just looking back at the film that he's actually open a lot more often than I'm giving him looks for. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron starts giving him a few more shots. Obviously, he still needs to be a little bit more polished of a route runner and catch the ball with his hands, but I would expect that uh, he's just going to get more and more involved as the season goes on. Defense. Yep. Defense. Number one uh, outside linebacker, Rashawn Gary. That was no surprise. Two sacks, five total pressures and really only eight true pass sets. (laughs) So he had five pressures on basically eight pass plays that he rushed on. 
number really two is Ray Ford. Uh, number three, Adrian Amos. Number four, Jaron Reed. And five, Darnell Savage. Good to see three safeties in that top five. Yeah, props to Rudy Ford. He subbed in um, last or this week against the Patriots and also the week prior. Seemed to hold his ground pretty good. Good to see Savage up there. Um, hope Amos is okay. I think it's just a concussion. But, um, yeah, good to see those back-end guys. Yeah, and those were obviously all the highlights. The bottom five, Josiah DeGuara seems to be living up there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number two, Romeo Dobbs. Obviously, the fumble and the drop touchdown plays into that. Uh, Number three, Bakhtiari. Four, Mercedes Lewis. Number five, Mm. Tyler Davis. Um, It seems to be pretty consistently here that our tight ends are underperforming. And then you throw yep. a rookie wide receiver in there, and that's kind of our bottom five offense. Yep. Bottom five defense, outside linebacker Kingsley Enigbar, however you pronounce the last name. I'm still not even sure. <laughs> Number two, Quay Walker. Four, Devondre Campbell. No, three, Devondre Campbell. Four, Jonathan Garvin. Five, Dean Lowry. Four linebackers well, in our bottom our run, five. Our run defense was atrocious. Atrocious, which whatever we'll talk about that more. But yeah, but to go back to we can start with offense. You know what happened on Sunday? Why was it not a blowout? I don't know. It was just a. I mean, like we said, a horrendous first half of offense. It didn't look like we could do much of anything. Rogers obviously wasn't great. That pick six was a shock to the system. I mean, you just don't see that ever, especially at Lambeau. It was kind of a, what is going on here moment. Um, we ran the ball very well, keep running the freaking ball. And I guess it's just the offense is a work in progress. We haven't seen four quarters of a good football team yet. Second half was, we looked great. First half, we looked terrible. Yeah. I think, uh, it just it felt like we didn't have the ball much either, though. That too, in that, and that, in that first is, half. That's probably Belichick's game plan: take the ball out of freaking Aaron Rodgers' hand, yeah. melt the clock. That's you know that's his genius, and it it worked for the first half for sure. Well, and even us, it's 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 kind of a one of our own pitfalls is we love running the ball too. So if we're running the ball, you know, trying to get the run game going, but then we're not finishing drives. And the other team's doing the exact same thing. Yep. We're finding ourselves with very limited possessions and, and opportunities to put points on the board. Like on Sunday, we had an overtime period. And if you looked at the clock when the game was over, it looked like we had just played four quarters. It was it wasn't right. any any later, you know, than a typical 325 game. So that goes to show you it was a fast game, a lot of running the ball. Um, and very few opportunities, very few drives for us to actually get anything going. And then we had two turnovers in the first half. Yeah, you know, you, you get the pick six, and then you get the fumble. If if you're turning the ball over and fifty percent of your drives that you get in a in a half, that's it's not going to cut. That's not going to cut it. And again, what you've harped on, what we've mentioned before, turnovers. You got to stop turning the ball over. It's ridiculous. We we've, we've never been a team that does that. Yeah. And it's only it's only hurting us with our offense where it's at. It's still growing. It's still finding its footing, finding its identity. And when you're giving away two possessions a game for free, it yeah, it's not going to look good on the scoreboard. 
Well, and especially like that's not even part of your offense, not knowing its identity. That's just ball security. Like that's a total separate thing. I'd be fine if we were, you know, still trying to figure out who are playmakers, what type of route trees are going to be around on third down. You know, are we an inside zone team? Are we an outside zone zone team? I'd rather us figure that out and not turn the ball over. Like the combination of it is just not a recipe for success. Seven yeah, turnovers it's... right now, year to date. And we only had 13 all last year. Yeah, not good. Not a good trend. No. Not um, at all. I like the I like the way we're running the ball though. I like our two-headed monster. Um I have a was I was thinking about this and I saw some action on Twitter. A couple of people were mentioning it and LaFleur mentioned it as well. Um moving Elton back to left guard and Yash out to right tackle. Um LaFleur was asked about it post game, I believe, and he said, like, yeah, it's something that we've thought of. And I think it may have been Tuesday, actually, press conference, whatever. Said, yeah, we've thought about it, you know, getting our five absolute best linemen out on the field now that Bakhtiari seems to be more settled and taking all the snaps at left tackle, moving Elton back to where he's more comfortable inside on the left and having our best five up front. I think if that, if you know, if we can do that and get Yash comfortable. I think that's our best bet moving forward. That's not a bad idea. I didn't even think about that. So Lafleur had said that that's something that they've been considering now. Yeah, they said they've taken that into consideration, thought about it, um, and you know, just getting your five best out there because you know, and it's not just a reaction from Elton's PFF said good game, but his bad pass pro against Matt Judon. I just think along with, I guess, some other people, move Elton back to where he was, you know, he was all pro, just dominant beast at left guard. Him and Bakhtiari, you don't have to worry about that side of the line. And Yash has filled in great dating back to last year. Move him to right, and you got yourself your best five out in the field every every snap. Yeah, I like that, actually. And especially, too, like, even if Yash is out there on the right-hand side, you can put Mercedes next to him to give him support in the run game, pass game, and Elton's back where he should be. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, I got a question for you. So this is uh, <laughs> this is actually something that's it's kind of fun. Okay. Who do you think? And it's just going back to the PFF people that you know the PFF rankings that we've been talking about. And I got to thinking, who do you think right now is the most overrated Packer? And who is the most underrated Packer? Sheesh. Because PFF tells a story based on statistics, but I'm curious about like the narrative of the NFL, fantasy, you know, what the commentators are saying about the players on Sunday and Monday. What do you, in your eyes, who do you think is underperforming slash they're overrated or is outperforming? the norm and is an underrated player. That's not getting enough hype right now. My mind for, uh, for overrated went right to right to Rogers. And that's just, I mean, I think we've seen this before a slow ish start. This is more of a slow start with three interceptions already. One pick six. I, you know, new offense, new weapons, all that stuff. Understandable. He's not playing up to his, normal self i mean that's just i feel like everyone can kind of agree on that he's first yeah. ballot hall of famer i mean 
he's the guy, and he's just not playing like the guy yet through four games. Yeah, and he's admitted it. Yeah, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna find himself, and the offense is gonna find itself, and you know we're gonna win the Super Bowl. But through four games, not the guy yet. Who do you think? So my mind just went to the other side of the football, but our Aaron Rodgers of defense. My mind went to Jair, um, hmm. and obviously he's had to play through that injury. He didn't play on Sunday. I think it's likely that he's going to play this week in London. He was warming up on Sunday before the game, and mm-hmm. they just decided, you know, to be cautious with him. Um, but and I, I hate going too close to the stats and being the numbers guy, but PFF has. Razul Douglas ranked as the number 20 cornerback in the entire NFL right now. It's a good number for him. And Jair is right behind him at 21. And so I think about especially Razul, he's higher ranked than Jair, and he's played two positions. Again, like we talked about it last week, he was going into this season knowing he was going to play nickel, and then he has to get jumped out to outside and, and start covering those guys as opposed to slot guys. It's totally a different position. And yet he's performing better than Jair is at his own position. Um, and Jair gets a lot of love, and I think he deserves it. But I think he needs to get back to his pre-ACL form that he was in two years ago. Do we? And I'm not a huge defense guy. Could we be using Jair better? Could we be using him more to – to his skill set, you know, playing him in man, having a matchup one on one against the best guy, um, as opposed to kind of him just sitting, you know, sitting back in zone like we kind of have the past couple of weeks. Do you, you think that might spark him, get him around the ball potentially more if you know quarterbacks dare throw his way? Yeah, I mean, potentially. Like, there's always things you can do to, you know, maximize the talent you have on that side of the football. I think Joe Barry is very much a base guy. You know, we we saw on Sunday, Bailey Zappi, whatever his name is, came (laughs) in and we stuck in our base defense. That irritated me. You know, like we, we, we didn't play any single high that we probably could have. We could have had, you know, our strong safety down there in the box, take away the run game more. I mean, he just, he falls in love with his base defense. It works. It's a bend, don't break strategy. I like it. It's been working so far this year, but at some point you got to mix it up a little bit. You know, and I don't know if Joe Barry's so much so willing to do that right now. Yeah, and I mean, I'm gonna once we kind of move into the defense fully, I'm gonna I got some things to say about Joe Barry and the defense, but yeah. I think yeah, I think being more creative, like we said, be more creative on offense in the route trees and whatnot. I think being more creative on defense would suit us well. Back to your question, the yep. most underrated, underrated. Yep, most underrated. Um. I'm going to go the defensive side of the ball. And I think Stokes, because we said that a couple, I think it was two weeks ago. Love that. that. You, you yeah. don't hear his name. You do yeah. not hear his name. He, he makes, he's made some good tackles on the outside, but you do not hear his name or even quarterbacks attempting to throw his way. Yeah. And that's it. We're, we're four games in now. That's no coincidence. Right. Yeah. It's it, yeah. We're, we're a quarter of the, quarter of the over just under a quarter of the way through the season like this is this is the season right here and he still hasn't been targeted or his name announced practically at all aside from tackles on the outside it seems like 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great call. My uh, my guy, my underrated guy was actually Romeo Dobbs, which like is funny because we talk about him a lot, but we talk about him a lot because we're Packer fans. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I, I, if he catches that touchdown pass on Sunday and he doesn't have that fumble, oh. I, I think he's one of the you know most talked about players right now in fantasy, in on Sports Center, on ESPN radio. Right now on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after the game when he has this explosive breakout game. He didn't have that because he didn't have those big plays and it's still kind of like eh, rookie mistakes, rookie mistakes. So he's kind of hurting himself in that sense. But he's a few plays away from, I think, being the talk of the, you know, of the league right now. Yeah, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers got a sneaky, good rookie wide receiver. Sneaky. He has the second best odds right now for uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. See, like had no idea behind Olave. Yeah. I, he's, well, he's, he's showing a lot of good things and also showing some bad rookie things, but he gets those cleaned up. Who boy, we might have ourselves a true dog on the outside to replace Devante. Pretty soon here. Yeah. I think uh, well, I got one last thing to talk about on offense before we go over to defense. I saw this stat yesterday that right now the Packers are second in the NFL, believe it or not, in explosive plays. Yeah, I, uh, someone I heard that also. I couldn't believe it. I think Orlovsky said it. I couldn't believe it. It doesn't it's, seem that way. It, it doesn't at all. And so that's that's for pass plays that are 20-plus yards or run plays that are 10-plus yards. We have 35 of those. I, I wonder. I would like to see. should have so, done this. If you take the turnovers out, though, yeah, I don't know what that is. But if you take out the turnovers, I mean, hell, that's that's an explosive freaking offense. Yeah, we just keep punching ourselves, ourselves shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, I don't know. Thought that was interesting. That is, we'll get there. We're 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 growing. I agree. I agree. But moving over to defense, then. Yeah, absolutely no need to panic on the offensive side of the ball. No, no, one hundred percent. Just got to be more consistent, play four quarters. Boom. Yeah, 100%. Take care of the ball, four quarters. All right, defensively. Pathetic. <laughs> Ridiculous. It it was – you can't tell me that there's a third-string quarterback and you can't be a little bit more aggressive. Dictate what their offense can do. Play a little single high. Make them throw the ball. It's Bailey Zappi. He hasn't thrown. You have your dogs on the outside too. You have Jair, Stokes. Amos got hurt. Savage, Rasul, no one on the outside. We talked about this. No one, on, none of their weapons scared us, and yet we played scared. We played like we were just gonna kind of let them march down the field, feel things out, bend but don't break. That's capers ask defense. We don't want that. We got rid of him because of that. It's time to start playing some lockdown actual defense and stopping the run. It's ridiculous that we almost lost to the Patriots, and then they took us to overtime at Lambeau. Preach. Rant over. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like throw a corner blitz out there. Something to fool a rookie. Like, come on. Yeah, what are you nothing? Gary can't fool a rookie quarterback, third stringer. Do something change something up. Change something up. Right. Put another guy in the box, throw some robber out there. Maybe do some 40, you know, quarter covers on the half side, man man on the other side. Do something. Hell, it was boring. Belichick was dictating what our offense was doing, and we have freaking Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of weapons, and Barry can't dictate what they're able to do on offense with Bailey Zappi. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's no I mean, room for that. <clears throat> and especially, like, granted, sure, he wasn't dropping back and throwing the ball every three plays. You no. know, Bel- Belichick was doing his best to keep the ball out of his hands, and I think he did it pretty well. But at least stop the damn run then. You know what they're going to do. Yeah, force Bailey Zappi to beat you with his arm. He's not going to. Yeah, right. And even if they throw a play action at you, if you have a blitz on, he can get home before he's able to set up and actually f- go through a read progression that Gary he's was, never Gary done was five before. five of eight on pressures. He was five of eight. He's yeah. going to get home. Yeah, it was just bad. I don't like the game plan. And guys are still running wide open on crossers underneath our safeties for no reason. Yeah. And that it's it's oof. there's a lot to improve on on defense because we have the players. I, f- I feel like we have the personnel. Oh, I I was very, very high on our defense. And now it's kind of gotten through four games and it's like, OK, you know, kind of where's the blame going here? You know, is it Barry and his scheme? Is it the players still not communicating, making mistakes? It's probably a whole bunch of all of that. But come on, man. Bailey Zappi at home at home. And I, it's it's tough too because like you have to give them props. They're stout in some areas. Like Packers defense is third in the NFL and um, third down conversion. Sorry, first yes. in the NFL. They lead the NFL in third down percentage, twenty three point eight percent. I mean, huge huge stop. I think it was in overtime that they they get a first down. They get they're in field goal range and they win the game and we got to stop. I mean, huge. So, so they 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 seem to show up at the bright moments. But where are we on first and second down? Where are we in the first, <laughs> second, third quarter? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I, I'm not a defensive guy. You know, I, no. I obviously played offense, familiar with offense a lot more than I am on defense. But, I mean, it looked – I could have read the coverage that was out there and I was watching TV. Bailey Zappi had a pretty good idea of what we were doing. We were base defense all day long. Nothing crazy. I don't know. It's going to allow so many more teams to stay in games with us that they yeah. shouldn't be in with us if we keep doing that, no matter how many points our offense. I mean, our offense put up 27. We were three and four away from our goal, and we let them score 24 at home. Should not happen ever. 100%. 100%. <sighs> Did you get that off your chest? Do you feel better? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> sometimes, man. Sometimes. Uh, all four linebackers being our bottom five PFF. That's exactly what we get. But Devondre has also missed a, a lot of tackles this year. We're not tackling, tackling great. No. Run, I mean, like we said, our run defense is atrocious. You can put me out there and I'd burn some people, which is bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Specials. Specials was good again this week. Uh. Felt like, yeah. We I mean, we we, we, were, we were talking about we hadn't seen a lot of Mason Crosby before this week, and he had the game winner. Yep. So everything looked good there. We gave up a few long kick returns. Yes, our kick return coverage was not as great as it should be. I think a few even punt returns that were, you know, kind of flipping the field a little bit. And, and I'm just going to give credit to Belichick and his. I mean, he really takes care of all three phases and uses all three phases to win football games. Yeah. And it just shows. Yeah. They're, they're always one of the most physical special teams in the NFL and it, they were just better. 
but we didn't do any yes. grave mistakes, which was good. No, which is, yeah, huge improvement. I was not scared at any point. You know, it kind of sucked seeing them run a couple back and flip the field back on us, but nothing game-losing worthy. Yeah. Pat O'Donnell still is second in the NFL with 11 punts inside the 20-yard line, too. It's having a great year. Great year. And that's something we really lacked last year. I feel like we were just behind in field position all damn day. And now we have however many years we've lacked that. Yeah. No, it besides what it what was his name? J.K. Scott. Oh, yeah. His rookie year, he was nuts. And then he yes. was terrible after that. I don't know yeah. how that happens. Yeah, it was not really on the Hunters lack now. confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Is he doing <laughs> is he doing okay over there? Do you know? I don't I don't think it's anything special, no. Whatever. All right. Well, we are flying across the pond, playing the Giants in London, 8.30 a.m. Get the Bloody Marys out. Yeah, boy. What um, what are you thinking? What's your initial thoughts on the game? Here's another big running game test. Got to shut down Saquon. Like we kind of been saying the past couple of weeks. He scares Dimes, me, man. Danny Dimes doesn't scare me. Saquon does. Danny Dimes scares me too. Him running, yes. Packers fans, nightmares, quarterback running. Yes, correct. it's correct. all yes. bad things. I should clarify, it's he's an athletic quarterback. They use him in the run game pretty pretty effectively. I think he had like <laughs> 70 yards a couple weeks ago in the run betting, game. Betting his rushing yards over prop is a moneymaker almost every week because he does run a lot and it's schemed for him to run. Yeah. And it's that's clearly the weakness of our defense. They're going to pound the pound the rock on us. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I and, think so too. It's classic Packers. After, whether it's after a bye or traveling across the freaking world to play an early game, it just doesn't. I don't see us waking up and really playing four quarters again. I, I really want us to because we're getting into the hard part of our season. After this game, we got some big time prime time games against real playoff teams. I I would love for us to wake up and play four quarters and squash them. Just yeah. haven't seen it out of this squad yet. I mean, right. We have two weeks left in our cupcake schedule. We got Giants this week, Jets next week, Washington Commanders the week after that. And then we're going into Buffalo on a Monday night or sun- Sunday night. So these three games, I think, are crucial. If we can get out of there, man, what would that be? Six and one going into Buffalo? Yep. I yep. think you can't complain there, but you, we, you got to freaking do it. We have to show yes. up all three weeks. We can't lay a dud and play down to the competition. Jets no, play great football. And I was going to say, Jets are not scary a, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think these are cupcakes by any means, but meanwhile, it's actual, actually the cupcake part of our schedule, which is a little bit uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. It's, it's teams that we should beat. Um, and I think kind of leading up to this Buffalo game, I think it's going to start to show who we are with how we beat these teams. Yeah. You know, close nail biters into overtime with our offense playing terrible and teams running all over us is not, not how I want to win football games. No, no, I agree. Do you have so any predictions think, on Sunday for Sunday player wise? Uh, trying to think I hit with, Hit with Tunyon scoring. You hit with Watson scoring. Mm-hmm. I think 
I think it's I think it's an AJ Dillon game. I think he uh I think I he catches so, I think he starts getting going here. I think he has 85 plus yards and at least one touchdown, whether it be receiving or, or rushing touchdown. I think he really starts rolling. I think he gets 85 plus and a tud. I completely agree. He had that awesome week one and he's laid a few duds since. Um he had a nice game on Sunday, but I feel like we're we're running him a little bit too much between the tackles. It's like, yeah, fair enough. He's a big guy. He can take mm-hmm. those hits, but and he's still being a dog when he's up there in the second level. But get him out in space a little bit more. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's he's hurting people running the ball between the tackles. But I would like to see him get out in space a little bit. And hey, you know what? You move big sexy Elton Jenkins back in at left guard. And I think we get our five best out there. We can really do some damage in the run game with with uh, big AJ. Yeah. All right, I agree with you. AJ Dillon touchdown over 85 yards. I like it. What about defensively? Defensively, I think I think up, we still get a lot of pressure. I think we get uh I think we get an interception and I think we get a defensive touchdown. Wow. All right. I said that yeah. last week and uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> the no, other I team got a defensive touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get one this week. I think we do. I think we score on defense. Okay. I like that. I think uh, defensively, player-wise, I'm going to do Kenny Clark, two sacks. Oh, boy, that would be big. They're going to run the ball. Big Kenny having a big game would be very I just, nice. I, I think he's going to get home. I think they're going to they're gonna spread their uh, their pass Protection. pro out a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to spread it out to take, take, take away Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who had some good games lately, and I think there's going to be a little bit of opportunity for uh, – Kenny Clark to make some rain in the morning in the middle of the field. So I like it. Gary, Gary's also getting some love for uh, defensive player of the year. Also might I add. So five sacks third in the NFL right now. Yeah. He's on pace for 21. Yeah, man. Keep it up Rashawn. Yeah. All right. I think, I think we win this game 24. I want to say 10, but 24, 13. 2413. Writing that down because you are so wrong. Ooh. We are winning 2824. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna make me stress that early in the morning, huh? Yeah, damn right I am. Yeah. <laughs> 2824. That's what I'm going with. Um, but I I saw this uh saw this on Greeny today, actually, or listen to it, Jesus. Um, Greeny made up a pretty cool point that for the first time this week in 101 years, if the Packers win against the Giants and the Bears lose, they're playing the Vikings, the Packers win, the Bears lose, the Bears will no longer be the winningest team in NFL history. Hell yeah. For 101 years, the Chicago Bears have been the winningest franchise in NFL history. And this Sunday that changes. And it's all pack, baby. It's yeah, we gotta pack. take we gotta take that away. They're they're an embarrassment. They're an embarrassment. So I would love uh, love to see that happen this week. We know what's going to happen at some point this season, but uh, why wait? Yeah, yeah. Two birds and one stone this weekend. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Go pack. Go pack. We'll see you next week.